1: Hey everybody, welcome to Real Life for a Crime Daily for Wednesday, May third, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm
2: Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Good morning, fellas. Good
1: morning, Woody. Hi. Sounds awfully
3: right? close this was morning. To say, hey, uh, yeah, he's
2: <laughs> close enough for me to punch him. I say right
3: now, because yeah. well, uh, I'm wearing my Butterfucco shirt. I'm very right. tempted. Jim's wearing to his butafuko shirt. I'm just saying with shirt right now. Yes. Thank okay. you to the lifer who sent them. Yeah, what was her name again? I'm lifer not the- telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm for personal safety <laughs> interest for her because we know
2: you are pissed. The I team is conducting an investigation, and we will find you. But we have more important <laughs> things to talk about right now, guys. My wife was out of town all weekend. Mike was chef for the weekend. Yes, Laying out. Yes, I did. I mean, and unbelievable. I did the uh, the beef quesadillas. Which mm, were incredible, stuff, huh? um, and I did the turkey chili, which was also outstanding. Really, yeah, um, yeah no, really, really good. Wow. So, uh, and you know, my, my older son can be a little bit on the uh, on the finicky side. He's the one who, you know, I don't want beans in my chili and mm. no tomatoes mm. in this and all yeah. that. And I'm like, fuck yeah, one, you, sit one. down, <laughs> you're eating this shit. And uh, uh, loved it. So, two major thumbs up on. Uh, on those, and I got to place um, my order for this week. I got today. a box coming
3: in from HelloFresh today. Code RLRC
2: fifty. You get yours on Monday.
3: I don't. Know, my wife ordered it when I was hmm. uh, coming back. I get, on get on mine Tuesday, on, on Tuesday. I, mean. I get mine. Yeah, on Wednesday. I get,
2: no. I get mine Thursday. Think, why do we all have different days? Okay, sure mm-hmm. let's figure that whenever, out. Right? I'm, yeah, you they, can pick. I think don't you have pick like your a day. specific. Okay, day. Okay, I guess. Yeah. I guess I picked Thursday. I don't remember picking Thursday, but I guess that I did.
1: Well, I mean, you know. I oh, and uh, I do want to mention, guys, that uh, the Shopify – I was about to say. The Shopify is legit, yep. um, but we have a lot of merch up for right. – well, not a lot of merch, but a good bit of merch right. up for Bloody Angola. Right. Right. And just an amazing platform. Well,
2: Shopify has refused to sell hashtag Buttafuoco shirts. That's the one thing they will not aid and abet felons in the commission of a crime. (laughs) So that is not happening. For
3: real, though, when we started out on on Real Life Real Crime and we had all these big ideas about merch and stuff and found out we didn't know what we didn't know, and we've been using Shopify for almost four years now. And uh, it really just – it's like having a whole – office of employees that do specific jobs and they handle
1: it all for you.
3: Yeah. We, and we have a code
1: for RLRC uh, shopify.com slash RLRC, all lowercase. Yep. And that'll get you a dollar for an right. entire month yeah. of Shopify if, service. If You have a small business of any kind.
3: You, uh, you it's day. Well, they have a uh, libraries of stuff. Where you can research. They have professionals to help you. They, it is so much more than just, handling merchandise
2: that's, that's everything right. and when it comes time to file taxes uh yep. you know handle any kind of paperwork on the on your business it is all there for you done ahead of time for you i mean i i can't imagine 20 years ago 25 years ago being an entrepreneur right? an individual proprietor having to track
3: all uh, yeah, of I, I could that have never track. done it because i'm that, that's not my forte Sadly, I did that until like
1: last week (laughs) until until I discovered Shopify. And then lastly, Stamps.com. Look, I shipped out seven boxes yesterday for uh, Bloody Angola uh, members that are award members that get a free gift every quarter. And I'll tell you what, that is legit. That saved me about an hour at the post office. Yes. Yeah, and, so, and yeah, some money too. Oh yeah, and just not having Major. to get out and and drive
3: to go do it. Right? Yeah, and, and I got and a and free then, scale, it, right? Free scale and the discount on uh, the shift, the shipping. Yep. So, so, which is love. Check them out too. And and, and last but not least, um, Zocdoc. Zoc Zocdoc uh, is. Genius, uh, almost a genius to me is, is Drizzly, because I hate going to the doctor's office and, and or, or, or searching for the doctors and well, you know, that's the problem. Be. You don't
1: know if they take right. your insurance, right? And well, yeah. it's a, a rat race. And, and well, Zocdoc has all the
3: highest rated doctors. Go in and, and review it and pick pick one that you want, right? And right. That you're comfortable. Well,
2: with. and you talk about convenience factors and a bunch of things that used to consume massive amounts of time. Telemedicine has oh really become a game changer, and this is one of the leading companies in the space. And you know, look, no longer do you have to take the trip to the doctor's office that you don't even right. know, go through all the phobias that you it, go through. It it to this is doctor
3: uh, sitting in a uh, waiting room full of sick ass people. <laughs> You know, And old, old magazines, you know, yeah. in his yeah. case, old sticky, sticky yeah. magazines
2: yeah. at his uh, urologist's office. In Mike's <laughs> case, he oh, doesn't Lord. have to look at
3: anybody wearing <laughs> but a <Fuqua> shirts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the fines let's get just, some crime. Right, just keep
2: piling up. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about
3: what's going on at Reggie's. Well, uh, y'all, let me tell you this. First of all, the audio today is naturally much improved. I'm back in the studio. Thank you, boys, for putting up with that. Um Unfortunately, I was not successful in giving Stormy Daniels her bribe money from Mike. Said she has a <laughs> face, but I tried to find her oh, and me, I couldn't get a conjugal visit with her business. But we're back and <laughs> we we live and learn and roll with it. But let's bring it back to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Now, Reg's y'all is, is the bar where Madison Brooks uh, obviously was overserved and and uh, that she left and in. Was alleged, allegedly raped, and then of course we know she was run over uh, and killed a, a short time after that. But now Reggie's naturally got their ass in a crack, and this is you know the wheels of justice or the wheels of red tape move slow in Louisiana. But finally, we got Reggie's got its justice, and Reggie's lost their license, and the owners banned from running bars after Madison Brooks' death. in in front of a dozen of Madison Brooks' family and friends, an owner of Tigerland Bar Reggie's, y'all, which is a South Louisiana institution or was, accepted a settlement that effectively closes the business for good under current ownership and bans him from ever again operating a business in Louisiana that sells alcohol or tobacco. The consent agreement, which includes a $15,000 fine, was announced by attorneys representing the Office of Alcohol and Tobacco Control and Reggie's owner, Darren Adams, at the beginning of a Thursday morning hearing. The consent agreement negated the need for a hearing, much like a trial in court, to determine the bar's fate following 19-year-old uh, Madison Brooks' death. After she was overserved there that night in January, do you
2: say fifteen thousand dollar fine? Yeah, I yeah, think he got all of
3: administration. That's not that's not going to be the civil suits and everything else that are going to come out of this. That's a you know the state of Louisiana saying slap on the hand, give me give me
2: fifteen grand, and you can never do it again.
3: Yeah, right.
2: and he can't operate. But can he be an investor in? Uh,
3: well, I don't know. He's never going to have a license in his name again. Right, but you can be an investor. In, I'm sure. In enterprise I'm sure there's always right. way, always ways around
2: it. So, but like, goodbye to Reggies.
1: Yeah, step in the right direction.
2: And right? well, one more update for you all, um, and this is hot off the presses. Uh, Woody mentioned, and if you were listening last week, and you could tell, uh, you could understand what he was saying with his farmer friend from Waterboy <laughs> accent um, <laughs> that. Uh, uh, that he spent some time around the jail prison where uh Taylorship business is being held last night. She filed a restraining order against podcaster. Woody Overton. <laughs> <laughs> this is unprecedented. I've never heard of anything like this. I don't know what you were doing I was when you were on half. premise, but uh, actually folks, she half. did not. She did not actually file a restraining order against Woody. it Overton. was against Mike. Be- <laughs> so, but, Uh, But there is a little bit of an update on her case. A judge has denied a motion to move to change venue. So the uh, Taylor's new (laughs) attorney, Christopher Freilich. Okay, so this is not the guy she kicked the shit out of in the courtroom. (laughs) This is is the next guy in line. And uh, I don't think uh, I think the over under on him is is a few months. But uh, but. uh, he filed on her behalf a, uh, a motion to change venue on the uh, on the basis that there's been too much publicity in Brown County and that they're not going to get uh, jurors who aren't you know aware of the case and and haven't followed the case in the news, which is likely to be the case. It's a pretty, pretty well known nationally. It's, I don't know how it wouldn't be well known locally.
3: It's not like that. Eh? Everybody thinks these change venues. Uh, are going to get granted and they never do never almost never do. And that's because of the voir dire process when they it, it's they vet them, they ask you just like Courtney Coco's case. I mean, can't get any more national attention than that, but they ask every one of them, um, did you hear the podcast? Do you have any preconceived notions? Did you see it on the news? Whatever. And they still say, um, would that make you biased or non-biased? Like one juror said, one juror said it. Um, uh, if Woody Overton said it on a podcast, I believe him, and there's no way y'all could ever change my mind. They got they got excused, right? But well, that's ridiculous. She should should business. Been. That's I mean, yeah. You know,
2: well, he he denied it. Okay, right. so and uh, previously, then on the, on the day that uh, she kicked the shit out of her prior attorney, she was uh, uh, she had been declared competent to uh, to stand trial. So she's kind of running out of. Uh, Wiggle room on yeah. on stuff here. I mean, yeah. you you chop a guy's you know winky off and right. leave it in a bucket for and, his and, mama to and, find and it's his probably... head and his head and his head legs. Too. Both of it, both yeah. of his heads. I should have said. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, uh, Taylor may be out of Schlitz here, but we're thinking about you, honey, and yes. and sorry about uh, about Woody and and the restraining order.
1: I'm coming back. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to y'all. This is a a developing story. It is absolutely wild and it's all over the news right now. And that is uh, the two missing girls that were found with five others dead in Oklahoma on a piece of property. And I'm going to bring you to the kind of the background of this story. And so on Monday, there was an emergency alert issued for two missing girls out of Oklahoma. Uh, The Oklahoma Highway Patrol, they were looking for 14-year-old Ivy Webster and 16-year-old Brittany Brewer. Now, they were suspected to be with 39-year-old Jesse McFadden. Jesse McFadden, y'all, had quite a record. He was given a 20-year sentence in 2004 and was convicted of first-degree rape. Bad dude, right? Now, while serving his sentence, he was also accused of using a cell phone to exchange new photos and videos with an underage girl. That was while he was in jail. This guy, obviously, sick fuck all the way around. Now, he was charged with soliciting sexual communication with a minor in that case, but eventually he gets out of jail. And, uh, he was basically in the process of having to go back to court on that charge for the cell phone right. issue that where he was exchanging, uh, uh, new pictures with that minor the day that he was supposed to go back to court is when these two girls went missing. So what did the police do? Obviously they start searching for him and, uh, they, Found out that he and the two girls and some others were going to go work on a ranch. Mm-hmm. Similar to like what you would see on um uh yeah, Yellowstone, Yellowstone, something right. like that. So they found that out and they found out with it where they were kind of staging to leave, and it was this big Oklahoma property. They go to the property and they find seven bodies. Uh the bodies are of the two missing teenagers that they were looking for initially, McFadden and four others. That's a lot. The sheriff said that uh Webster, Brewer, McFadden obviously were identified as as uh the dead. The other four bodies they haven't even identified yet. Although my suspicion is they have an idea of right, who they are. Right. They just haven't they released it.
3: They hadn't notified Uh, their family members or whatever.
1: Yeah. So what happened was deck deputies learned that Webster's left during the evening hours of Saturday, April 29th. He was going to spend the weekend with a friend. She was supposed to be home by 5 PM that Sunday, April 30th, but she never came home. So I would suspect that's one of the bodies. Uh, Webster was reported to be staying with 39 year old Jesse McFadden, who along with two other family members, uh, all were missing. The sheriff's office said in a news release that they learned that no one from the family went to the ranch and there had not been any contact with them since Sunday. So they were supposedly going to this ranch to work. Right. Uh, they never showed. What kind of, what kind of play what game he ran on them to say that? Like, you're going to work on a dude ranch this weekend? A, uh, a show it's just a fuck a sick individual so deputies also learned that brewer was among them and was also picked up by mcfadden on that saturday evening in the early evening hours so thinking around two o'clock in the morning
2: oh so the the two girls were not together correct they were picked up separately separately. they were together in the end obviously but i i misunderstood from the uh from the first thing uh, that they were together, okay.
1: The and the strange thing about this case, y'all, and of course, it's developing is there's been no word. My assumption with following this case is that he killed everybody and then killed himself, but there's been no confirmation of that. There, There's absolutely no mention of that, as a matter of fact, yeah, as they, of this recording. There's no mention of him being dead,
3: right? Yeah, he's definitely dead. So yeah, you're right. So they
1: identified him as one of the seven. Correct. Okay. But yeah. they're not saying did he? Yeah. It, was it a su- murder suicide or did somebody kill all seven of them? Well, there'd be That'd a really massive
2: sad. manhunt. Yeah. There'd be yeah. there'd be. It's uh, they, they would be alerting the public to the danger of somebody else. I being think, out there. I would, yeah, know, I would bet that and, would and, be and my this sister. guy's a
3: video guy, or whatever. And I'm just coming off the top of my head, but I bet he he filmed the executions and stuff. So they're. they're you don't know, want to sensationalize and what have you, but, um, and then you got to take an account. So they got to notify family members and mm-hmm. tell them what happened, and they, they don't want videos to get out and stuff like that. It's just a horrible a So this was case.
2: like his grand finale.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Jones <sighs> Jonestown. Well, we'll keep you updated. Seven, I can't imagine. I mean, do you get all six of them in a room and go back to back to back, or are you running around the ranch and doing them independently? It'd be interesting from a criminal mind standpoint. I'd like to know the details. So anyway, we'll definitely uh, give them to you. But you know what? He, he's a piece of shit and may burn in hell. But you know, sometimes, gentlemen, it's okay to break the law.
2: Hmm. Really? That's, that's a coming nice from Woody Overton. Exactly. Okay.
3: I always break. Well, I I do the gray area. But this is a story about a a, um, a kid. Who broke the law, okay, and and he's a hero for it. So in Michigan, you must be sixteen years old before you can get a driver's license and become a legal driver. Same as Louisiana. Yep. But Dylan Rees, a seventh grade student in Warren, Michigan, broke that law and he's a hero for it. The seventh grader is being praised as a hero for preventing his school bus from crashing after his bus driver lost consciousness. Dylan Reeves, a student at Lois E. Carter Middle School, took immediate action on a bus ride after school Wednesday afternoon in an extraordinary act of courage and maturity. The bus driver experienced some dizziness, dizziness while driving and followed protocol by alerting home base that she wasn't feeling well and was going to pull over to allow the transportation department to dispatch someone to provide her with relief. But the driver didn't make it, y'all. Um to where she planned to park, and she eventually she passed out and couldn't stop the bus, which started to veer in oncoming traffic. Now think about that. Hmm. The um, Reeves, that's the kid, y'all, the seventh grader, who was seated about five rows back, jumped up from his seat, threw his backpack down, ran to the front of the bus, and grabbed the steering wheel and brought the bus to a stop in the middle of the road. And even in the midst of the panic, uh, uh. A video shows, Reeves the scene, taking control of the steering wheel and slowly pushing the brakes and then yelling to the other passengers, someone call 911 now. Someone should call 911. I don't care. Someone call 911. But he had the wherewithal to push it slowly, like in anticipation that the bus was full of passengers. So despite the justifiable panic on the bus, you can imagine this is like Probably a six-passenger six bus, you know, one of the big yellow ones. right? Oh, yeah. And it was full at the time. Um, but there were ended up there was no damage to the bus nor any of the surrounding property. Kids saved the day, and, and all the kids were loaded into t- a different bus to make their way home, um, and there were no injuries to any of the kids. Now, the bus driver, who's a 40-year-old woman, is in Stable But with precautions, it was transported to hospital for examination.
2: How about that, huh? A seventh grader. And his, would you say his last name was? Uh, It is Dylan Reeves. Yeah, like as in Keanu Reeves. Uh, Oh, and And that was a move like Keanu would have done in Speed. How about Christopher Reeves? Superman. Well, yeah. Yes, also I was thinking, I'm sticking with Keanu here, hey, shout who, out to who I think could actually take <laughs> Superman to, uh, in a fight. If it, if oh,
3: that's a debate. It, but, you know, I, shout out to my buddy Mike Parlow, who drives the bus uh, in Tomah, Wisconsin. And
2: I'm glad it wasn't you, buddy. that passed out behind the wheel. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely take John Wick over, over Superman in the fight, but... Yeah. The, the new Superman. Superman, not the, not the old, not the old Superman, Superman but, stuff. but I mean, think about the one courage, the two, yeah, the, you either got that or you don't, right? The, uh, the confidence and calm to, to just take charge of the moment. This video is everywhere. Definitely go online and, right. and check it out if you get a chance. But this kid is a cool customer. He goes up there. He brings the bus to a slow stop. I mean, he doesn't slam the brake, and, right. and the kids don't go flying. Uh, I mean, he is a and there were sixty something kids on that bus. Yeah. Major hero, uh, little Keanu uh, uh, Reeves. You're, you're, you are the man.
1: Look, yeah. and we're gonna post that video on the Facebook. How about yeah, let's that? At least it. a link to let's it. Post and it's
3: love. Yeah, the, the one last weekend I was in Wisconsin and had another bus video came out with a bus driver. <laughs> Me and my buddy Mike Parlow is the bus driver. Tell him we're talking about it. The bus driver, the kids were acting up and shit and wouldn't sit down. And the bus driver did what I used to do in, the, in the, my marked unit. When I had somebody in the back seat that was handcuffed and they were showing their ass, I would be going about 85. I'd just lock up my brakes. <laughs> Faceplant. And it's the bus driver last week, face planning, uh the kids to make them behave. This bus driver didn't get that chance. And the little Reeves saved the day. Good job, son.
1: By the way, that was Swim, not Woody that did that. I'm sorry, yeah. So,
3: <laughs> someone who isn't me. Yeah.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm pretty sure statute of limitations on that are probably yeah gotta, oh, yeah. gotta be. Gotta be. His uh, his mom and dad uh, uh, on camera talking about him being a little hero is kind you, you know, of, you kind know, of you a can't, cute thing to say. That's you. That's just pure instinct, man. Uh, the, uh,
3: the, you either got it or you don't, and Little Reeves has it. Yeah, Reeves and, has and it. love it, man.
2: And he said that he learned how she operated the bus by watching her. Right. So he was well, watching her blocks. work the uh, uh, the brake and and uh, and everything else. It so, wasn't
3: like us uh, throwing spitballs. Yeah, no, He flipping
2: mooning people that are coming by. So it <laughs> a, a kid going places yeah. that uh, that we never uh, could have gone. Right. Let's move to the story that was the dominant story across the country uh, over the weekend and into yesterday. I'm talking about this Texas killer who remains Crazy. on the loose, Francisco Uropesa, um who has reentered the U.S. illegally as many as four or five times. They keep going back and forth on the number, but you right. know, four or five Uh He's on the run after allegedly killing five neighbors execution style on Friday night because they confronted him, or at least his neighbor, the the father, confronted him about firing a rifle on his property. I believe they said it was around 11 at night. You guys do a lot of shooting. Yep. Shoot at 11 o'clock. At night?
3: Only at uh, <laughs> it. What is a bad
2: example? <laughs> yeah.
1: Someone isn't me. Probably. Well,
2: actually, it's I, I not illegal. I the question, your honor. It's not illegal
3: to shoot hogs at night now, only during rifle season, um, deer rifle season, and, and swim.
2: Okay, but that's not, not in a, that's not in a neighborhood-like setting. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. So this guy was out shooting yeah, at 11-something night. at night. I mean, I don't know how much of a neighborhood it is, but certainly— he was the neighbor yeah. and uh, and apparently lived there for three years or so. So uh, so the, the the neighbor who's got a young child that they're trying to uh, uh, to get to uh, to sleep is being kept awake by this gunfire. So he goes over to, you know, kindly ask his neighbor if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, now might not pretty, be a good time to stop
3: the shooting. Pretty sure Chicago cops. You're going you're. Your neighbor is firing a firearm and you got to go confront him.
2: Well, that's a, that's a really
3: I mean, it's, I'm not point. big to whatever it. it's horrible. But they, if you hey, see, we're giving you a service tip if your neighbor's firing a firearm, don't approach them. You don't know if they're intoxicated, you don't know if they're high, you don't know if they're crazy. Let the, the professionals handle it.
2: Well, an unclear whether there was some kind of pre-existing relationship, they said he lived there for three years. And so they knew him, Mm. Um, uh, certainly didn't know him the way that, uh, you know, we all understand who he is, who he is now. But the FBI said Sunday uh, that authorities have no leads in the search for uh, Oropesa, Francisco Oropesa. He's a Mexican national. Um, This all happened in Cleveland, Texas, outside of Houston the uh, Texas governor's office, state agencies, the FBI are offering a combined – now it's up to $130,000 reward for tips leading to his capture. Many suspect uh, since he has been back and forth uh, oh, over back. the years with Mexico that he made a run for the border immediately after Mexico. and is back in Mexico right now. Yeah, but sure. the manhunt is is going on uh, regardless. We do not know where he is. That's why we've come up with this reward, FBI's uh, Houston special agent in charge, James Smith, told reporters on Sunday, adding that he's sure Oropesa has contacted friends um, since becoming a fugitive and is likely receiving some assistance. He was last encountered by ICE in 2016, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, as everyone knows, a a big lover of his Border Patrol officers, was on the uh, Meet the mm. Press show on Sunday with uh, Chuck Todd and refused to comment on Oropes' immigration status after Todd said there was a question about him having received a, quote, consulate card, meaning he was here legally, uh, but then perhaps he had overstayed um whatever that legal time frame was. The FBI released four photos of Oropesa's face, including one of a large tattoo of a woman uh, wearing a headdress on one of his arms. We'll post that. Um, uh, obviously, no, we've got a lot of listeners in the, in the Houston area right. and Texas in. Hey, if you see general. him, though, don't approach him. Call the professionals. Absolutely. He could be anywhere now. San Jacinto County Sheriff Greg Keepers said Saturday night, adding that investigators have widened the perimeter from about a five or six square miles to as much as 10 or 20, depending on whether or not he um, – uh, he cro- now, one of the things that really crossed them up he's is, a is yeah, he's they – they, they, his cell phone was – so he left his phone uh, on and his phone was pinging and they thought they had him geolocated and he was smart enough to leave the phone somewhere, All to right. send them on a wild goose chase and create more time for himself. Um, the victims, Sonia Argentino Guzman, who's 25, Daniel Enrique Lasso Guzman, who was eight, Diana Velasquez Alvarado, 21, Jalisa Molina Rivera, 31, and Jose Jonathan Casarez, 18. Wilson Garcia, who is the father who originally – Um, approached uh, Oropesa who has lost his wife and his son in the shooting told uh, KTRK TV uh, they were preparing to call the police after they asked Oropesa to stop shooting his AR-15 so it was an AR he was shooting Mm -hmm. because it was late and their one month old baby couldn't sleep but Oropesa entered their home and started shooting before they could make the call so he went over asked him to stop walked back home, and right as he got home, Oropesa was entering his house yeah. and, uh, and beginning to shoot. And uh, uh, they went, uh, he went room to room in the house. In fact, adults were laying on top of kids to protect them as, uh, 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 as he was going through the house. So two, uh, two women were found lying on top of three children all of whom survived in an attempt to shield them from, from bullets. So Garcia said he'd never had a problem with Oropesa previously in the three years his family had lived there. So as I was saying, that's probably why he felt somewhat comfortable in going over there. He said he can't believe what he did. Uh, he at least allegedly shot each of the five victims in the head. Some of the victims' bodies uh, uh, shielded the young children who survived and were transported to hospitals. Uh, Kaper said initially that officials believed that they had trapped Orpeza in a wooded area about a mile away from the crime scene, but later discovered that he wasn't there. Kaper said that law enforcement recovered Orpeza's cell phone, which they were likely using to track him. So they yeah. got outsmarted on that one, and this guy's loose. And like you said, Jim, probably on the other side of the border, but— you know, hopefully our friends in Mexico can help us with this manhunt and, yeah. they'll uh, and ca- extradite. I mean, they'll something.
3: catch him. He, he can't outrun the warrant.
2: He, even they
3: called El Chapo right and the end several times. But um, it's a horrible
1: case. Horrible case. And what's the world come to? Him. I don't even get it. This is a really just an awful uh, ending to a wedding day. A new bride was killed when a DUI suspect, crashes into her golf cart in Folly Beach, South Carolina. Jeez. So I'm going to tell you about this. A woman died just hours after saying I do when a suspected drunk driver rear-ended a golf cart carrying the bride and groom home from a wedding. It happened near Charleston, South Carolina at Folly Beach on Friday night. Beautiful area. Right. Uh, the Folly Beach Police Department said Jamie Lee Kamorski, 25, was driving at 65 miles per hour in a 25-mile-per-hour zone when she crashed into the back of the golf cart. The golf cart was carrying four people, including the new bride and groom. The bride, 34-year-old Samantha Miller of Charlotte, North Carolina, died from the crash. A GoFundMe has been set up for the families, and, y'all, it's raised more than $100,000 in just a matter of hours. Three hundred dollars
2: It was over three hundred dollars late last night.
1: There you go. So there's a hot update from Mike. Now over $300,000. The groom's mother said in the GoFundMe that her son had multiple broken bones and a brain injury. And as of this report, he remains hospitalized and in need of surgery. Now, Komorski was arrested on three counts of felony DUI in one count of reckless homicide uh folly beach police department has not released the results of her blood alcohol concentration test as of yet yeah so just an awful story of what should have been the best day of your life and you end up losing your life over right. an idiot who gets behind the wheel when you have so many other options nowadays right. that's the 65 that's so many options yeah. uber yeah just right. horrible. 65, 65 in 25. 25.
2: The, the, the pictures that were on Facebook, just imagine the, the happiest moment, moments, day of your life. Minutes before, this was the happiest woman on earth, and it's so fleeting. Yeah. That fast. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. On your wedding day. Horrible. Absolutely crazy. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, so.
1: I hope they throw the freaking book at her.
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure they, will. they I'm sure they are. So We right. we need something after that story, Jim.
1: Yeah, we really do, Mike. We and need, I've, got we, I've a, got we
2: need a mood changer. Uh, we
1: do need a mood changer, so you know, I'm thinking Oh, oh yeah. major uh, mood changer. Y'all, y'all know what that means. I wonder if you use that one. That yes, my favorite Segment, yeah, hosted by the one and only Woody Everton. and y'all, it's kinky crimes from
3: May third, twenty twenty three. Now, Jim, I, I got to ask you. I was reading the story ahead of time. You a fan of the Golden Shower? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no. Mike, Mike's not saying anything. I, mean, I assume he's a fan. He, he's going to abstain from answering. Take
2: the fifth on the Golden, and, uh, yeah. uh, no so golden Showers. There's Golden
3: Showers, about. what not about Golden it. Showers in public? That's a whole new level. Well, this us. was kind of fits that. So, check this one out 19 year old Madison Bryant was riding with her boyfriend when they got into an argument about their relationship. Happens right? all the time. Yeah, exactly. And she demanded that he pull over so she'd get out of the car and walk wherever they were going. Well, that's mm, happened makes to sense. me a few times, right? Unfortunately for, for him, he was picked up not too far away by the police for driving while intoxicated. Mm. That should have happened to the asshole in the last story. Um, the authorities found Madison sitting in the median in Leesburg, Florida, about 45 miles northwest of Orlando, or, of Orlando around 2.20 a.m. in the morning. Sitting in the median. In the median. Mm. Just hanging out. At least she didn't hey get killed or run over. Now, up to this point, Madison was cool. She wasn't facing any charge, y'all. Um, but the cops rolled up on her, and she said, Hey, y'all, um. Can I go to the bathroom? And they say, "Yeah, we'll take you to the bathroom. You can go. You know, we'll take you to the gas station It's close by." And Madison was like, mm, "Fuck that! I'm gonna just do what I gotta she do." She had to go bad. She whips off her pants and she gets in front of the police car. You know the push bars on police cars. You know what they are? The black things when you ram cars or whatever. The um, she grabs a whole. She takes off her pants and her panties. Grabs hold of the push bar for levers and started giving the golden shower. Yeah, right? but even though she wasn't peeing directly on anyone, uh, and thank God Mike wasn't there because he'd been trying to run and get up underneath it. <laughs>
2: and, uh, but, Sprinting, but, Woody, I would have been in a dead sprint. But
3: y'all, you know what? This is a bad idea. And, and <laughs> it's uh, bad after idea. she finished, Madison was arrested for disorderly intoxication. Now, that's. That's an easy way to go on her because she got a guy, public indecency, all kinds of different things. But they, they cuff her and stuff her, and went on the way to jail, Madison kept asking the officer for her vape pen. She claims that she used it for anxiety. Then <laughs> Madison took it a step further and offered the, the officer certain sexual favors in exchange for the vape. Hey. Not a bad idea.
2: <laughs> They're How trying to bribe a public service face, such yeah. as a
3: police officer is a felony, right? <laughs> and that was added to the list of Madison's charges. So mm. I'm pretty sure um, back in the day they used to call that breaking a limb when cops having sex on duty. The uh, uh, But, you know, I don't know. I'm sure they have this on camera somewhere. I want to know what she offered him. Maybe she offered him a golden shower.
1: Uh, maybe so. Was, I mean, when you got a vape, you got a vape. What do you me? You, know, I mean, you got to negotiate.
3: That's just it, part of it. Vape, vape for <laughs> vape, not rape. I mean, she offered it up, sexual favors. I, I would like to know what that is. <laughs> but that is today's
1: Oh, yeah. Hope y'all like that one. I sure do. I want to know you. Mike really liked it. Yeah,
3: you know
2: I. Uh, I
3: forgot mean, here. I'm
2: like cataloging these things. I think we've gone from a foot fetish to someone who was don't, don't forget them, who man. was stealing shoes and ejaculating oh, in yeah, them that's, last that's week true. to yeah. to someone uh, trying to give a golden shower. I thought to you
3: Tom. were going to talk about our Butterfuca sharks. No, that
2: that used to be that was uh, one of our uptrending segments. I think you're taking it.
3: The, yeah, uh, now with oh, that was not. I'm it. sorry. Hey, we got to post this picture. Oh, I we mean, will. Okay, let me see. Let me
2: see. Let me see. All right.
3: You say you can get me going with pictures? Like, come on, man. That's a mugshot. shot. It, it, it puts some. Look, y'all. She's there's she's no filter uh, on that. She's not
1: a bad looking young lady. Yeah.
3: I guess. Scary. I bet. Scary.
2: Well, boyfriend. she had a rough night. Hey, I bet her she boyfriend wants
3: yeah. proof of what the sexual favors were. So that maybe they, that's what they were arguing about in the car. Yeah. Well,
2: okay. We'll get the I team on that. We'll yeah. Do. All right. Thank
3: y'all. Jim, I got to ask you a question because a uh, band once in the night they said every time Kinky Crimes comes on, Jim puts on his Barry White's voice. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I don't need to call There's a Wendy story. There is that. a story to that. When, maybe Jimmy. one day I'll share that. i get Wendy with when my. Let's get it on music. Yeah, there's a story there a somewhere. Seconds.
2: Oh, bet. I mean, maybe Barry White's day. undefeated lifetime for setting the mood. I mean, come on, um, <laughs> Allie McBeal. You remember?
1: Elman? Yeah, I remember that show no, no, no.
2: vaguely. Okay, they really they brought Barry White back right. in that that show. They used Barry White music all the time in that show. You don't remember? Yeah, yeah. I'll I we'll go. we so talk about that show. So go on YouTube and stream uh, stream that show. You'll see it. Let's move to Colorado, where three jackass uh, teenagers uh, did something just unbelievable. Uh, their names are Joseph Koenig, Nicholas Carol Chick, and Zachary Quack um and uh they are currently facing charges of first degree murder and extreme indifference and uh i've never heard of extreme indifference but that yeah. th- th- that's certainly what they showed so according to the arrest affidavit the scene was a grisly one uh, a young woman by the name of alexa bartelli was speaking to a friend on the phone from her car when she suddenly went silent so her friend the line just went dead when police and EMS arrived at the scene, they found Bartelli with a large head wound and no pulse. A large landscaping rock was found nearby with traces of blood on it. Three Colorado teens are charged with killing Bartelli by throwing a large landscaping rock on her car from uh, from an overpass on April 19th. According to an April 26th Jefferson County Sheriff's release, Bartelli was killed when the rock when, quote, the rock was thrown through her windshield as she was driving northbound in the ten thousand six hundred block of Indiana Street at approximately ten forty-five PM. Her car was, quote, the last of a series of vehicles struck by large landscaping rocks in a spree that began shortly after ten PM that night at hundredth and Sims in the town of Westminster. So these three teens thought it'd be fun to start throwing big landscaping rocks at vehicles on the road below them at 10 o'clock at night. Nothing bad could come from that, right? Well, think
3: about it. they had to go steal them from somewhere first. They were probably riding around drinking. Like back in you know Halloween, coming around, we used to take people's pumpkins off their porch if they weren't carved and go uh, drink and carve them up and put them back. <laughs> uh, but they had to go steal these rocks. And then they we're like, what oh, what are we going to do with them? Well, we got that on the cars.
2: There's uh, there's, being remorseful, and then there's absolutely showing zero remorse. So these three, Koenig, Carol Chick, and Quack, uh, have been charged with first degree murder of 20 year old Alexa Bartelli. They allegedly returned to take photos of the crime scene, quote, as a memento, according to court doc documents that were obtained by the NBC affiliate there in uh, uh, in Colorado. So the files also reportedly alleged that the three suspects, all of whom were 18, met up the day after the murder to coordinate their stories and took a blood brother, quote, blood brother, yeah, oath, all right. vowing not to speak of the attack to anyone. So while authorities do not currently know who was driving a black 2016 Chevy Silverado, Collect, uh, connected to the rock throwing, all three of the suspects are believed to have taken part. They have since been arrested and are currently facing charges, again, of first-degree murder and extreme indifference. On Thursday, they appeared before uh, uh, District Judge Mark Randall in Jefferson County. Uh, this was done on, on Zoom. They didn't appear in person and did not enter pleas. So they have not as of yet entered a plea. They will return to court on May 3rd, and we will see if they enter pleas that day yeah they will
3: you know what this really
2: happens way
3: way more than makes the headlines what's happened in baton rouge uh, uh just a couple years ago kids throwing shit off the overpasses but just fortunately most times just bust windshields or mess up hoods and and people don't get killed like the innocent lady yeah it's it I mean, that's just idiots in my dumbest days. I wouldn't have done that.
1: Never before. had that thought. And I've had
3: some, a lot of great dumb days,
1: yeah, me too. But I've never, never had that thought, never crossed my I, mind.
3: I catch my kids, idiots so I'm beat their ass. They're all grown now, but except for one. But
1: well, let's talk about life, uh, but. let's talk about scams for a minute. Mm-hmm. And right, uh, right in our neck of the woods, which is Livingston Parish, Louisiana, the sheriff of Livingston Parish has uh, has issued kind of an alert right. on some scams involving the popular app Snapchat. There you go, the one I don't have. Yeah, so Sheriff Jason Ard said these scammers are out for one thing, your money. Here's how it works. The scammer targets juvenile or young adult males and they pose as females using fake Photos. Catfishing, right? Catfishing. They're mm-hmm. wanting an intimate relationship with the victim. Mm-hmm. So the scammers, they'll send explicit photos to the right. victim. And they say, hey, how about you show me a little bit of you? Right. right. So you send them back show in me, return. I'll
3: show you mine.
1: You show that's it. Yours. That's it. So once the victim sends the photos, the scammers attempt to extort money from the victim. Uh-oh. You mean she ain't uh, real? Uh-huh. We got your your pecker on video now. That's it. (laughs) You don't want your mama to see that. That's right. So the scammers typically ask for payment using gift cards, cryptocurrency, or transferring money via one of the many cash apps. If the victim doesn't pay up, the scanners say they will send photos to their family and friends via social. If you or a family member falls victim, you just advise them to stop communicating with the suspects and ignore them. Now, LPSO, Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, did their own investigation, and that revealed that these uh, Snapchat accounts are fake. Money is being moved overseas, and the money is totally unrecoverable. So we encourage uh, you to continue communicating with LPSO if you're in the Livingston Parish Louisiana area, and let them know if if something like that's happening, although most people would probably be embarrassed to... Right. And call then, the police and say, I sent a, you um, know, a, a, dick me, a dick pic.
3: A dick pic. Sent a picture of me pulling my putt. Ended up being yeah. a dude yeah. <laughs>
1: wanting money out of me.
3: The, uh, and, and and credit to Sheriff Ard, uh for being proactive on that, because I could tell you this, if they investigated it, wasn't just one case. They had to have several of them come forward And, you know, I hate, hate it for the victims, but y'all, you know, don't be sending – Make sure it's a real human being. Uh, that's right. A dick pic. man. Make them like hold up a, you know, sign of today's date, and and tell them to hold up three fingers, yeah, fingers, something. Yeah, you got sure. to be a little bit less horny than that. Okay, think <laughs> a little
1: bit clearer. Look, and and uh, Sheriff R did issue some kind of best tactics when dealing with this. He said, don't open emails that claim your Snapchat account is locked. Uh, yeah, don't I'm click sorry. on them. Uh, Don't look for dates or online romances using Snapchat. Never send money to anyone you meet via Snapchat. Check with friends to make sure they weren't hacked if you start receiving messages and block any accounts that seem off right. or ask for your personal information. Yeah, so you'd be surprised how many people don't know that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they'll get emails saying, "Oh, your Snapchat account's been locked. Click here to unlock it. Enter your password." And, and I get oh, that all the time.
3: Yeah, never PayPal scam or whatever. I wish I could get on video. I get it for like, uh, I like get an email from Mike Aggravino saying, uh, "Hey, I really like Joey Buttafuoco. Click on this link." <laughs> I know, I know that's uh, – uh, you click on that link, then they have access to your shit. So That's right. The, or the that m- was hacked.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, and look, with where everything is with AI, these schemes are just going to get
0: more oh, elaborate. Think of that, yeah. that
2: phony kidnapping yeah. story we told last week. I yeah, mean, they're yeah. just going to get more and more elaborate. Agreed. Yep. We hear way too many stories out of big cities like Chicago and New York about – you know, collateral damage from gangs or other uh, uh, other uh, gunfights in the city where uh, a young kid uh, accidentally gets uh, uh, gets hit and killed by a by a stray bullet this is maybe the craziest stray bullet story I've ever heard at least cl- craziest stray bullet location an 18 year old Texas aM Texarkana player was hit while standing in the bullpen area by what police said appeared to be a stray bullet from a nearby altercation. The stray bullet struck a college player for Texas A&M Texarkana in the middle of a ball game on Saturday, according to local police and the university. The 18-year-old player was hit at about 5.30 p.m. as he was standing in the bullpen area at the game against The University of Houston, Victoria, which was being played at George Dobson Field at Spring Lake Park in Texarkana. The bullet appeared to come from, quote, some type of altercation in a nearby neighborhood to the west of the park, according to police. The player whose identity has not been released was stable Saturday night um, at the hospital, according to the university. The police department said in an announcement uh, of the incident Saturday that he was going into surgery. So imagine you're warming up because you're likely to come into a, uh, a ball game and all of a sudden you are hit with gunfire. Right. The, the game was declared no contest and, uh, uh, and so it was stopped right then and there and will be made up at a later date. They also uh, – uh, the, the next day a softball game – Involving the university's team that had been scheduled to be to be played uh, at uh, LSU, Alexandria was canceled as well. And so uh, uh, talk about strange locations for the bullpen, Uh, the bullet uh, pen. First
3: time I ever heard a location like that. That's for sure. In Crazy. Now I'm going to take you to this, this. Stories should be called dumb criminals if it wasn't so, uh, serious. I guess I'm gonna take you out to Southern Cal, oh, Mike's stomping grounds. Um, where a man was found guilty of murdering three teenage boys after he was accused of ramming into their vehicle with his car after they played a doorbell ringing prank on him. And you rag Chandra, 45, um was convicted on three counts of first-degree murder and three counts of attempted murder. So, and actually, this is a horrible tragedy and everything, y'all. So, but the incident occurred in January of 2020 in California when six teens had reportedly been playing Ding Dong Ditch, a game where they pranked houses by ringing doorbells and driving away. Well, we kind of all have done that, right? But I, I was a little more original than that. We would take... Garbage can half filled water and whisk, no, swim, but take a garbage can half full of water, half full of paint, and lean it against the door like that. Oh my and god! Ran, and ring it and
1: will kill that. you.
3: The other <laughs> one swim would do was take fecal matter and put it in a paper bag Instead and soak in a gas. Game. And, and, and uh, oh my god, and, uh, that was they a come popular out and, one. They come out and stomp on it. But these guys I call it a uh, shit bomb, right? <laughs> the, uh, so anyway. The killer said in court that one of the boys had rung his doorbell and shown his buttocks before getting back in the car, and which made him really mad, right to the, and he also said he had had twelve beers hours before the incident was worried beers. about the safety of his family. Well he's not much for a beer drinker because I can have twelve beers in an hour, All right, but uh, so he he hauls ass after the teens. Who had been seen in their 2002 Toyota Prius um, was dri- driven by 18-year-old Sergio Campusana and rammed into the car, which caused it to hit a tree. Um, one boy was announced dead at the scene. Two others died at the hospital, and the remaining three suffered non-life-threatening injuries. The you know these three fatal victims were identified as Daniel Hawkins, Jacob um, Ivasu and Drake Rez, all of whom were 16 years old. That's crazy, y'all. Um, Shander, the the killer, said in court that he had not intended to crash his teen's car, but did after the teen's brake suddenly. I mean, how do you think it's going to end? You're chasing a Prius, right? Um, he also said that he did not stop after hitting him because he didn't realize anyone had been injured at the time. Well, I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. Um, and he's going to be sentenced sometime in July, y'all.
2: Over a ding-dong ditch. Yeah, I mean,
3: you know, last week we had the demonic guy, which if y'all hadn't seen that picture, you need to look it up, who shot and killed a six-year-old because the ball rolled into the yard. And now we got multiple murders because of the ding-dong. Because basically some dude mooned him. I don't know. I don't get it anymore. But, I mean, I— People I, ringing de- de- doorbells yeah. and, and paint and water and garbage cans and shit bombs and stuff like that. You don't really hear about that anymore, but you certainly don't hear about mass, basically mass murder in, in a Prius. Well, totally, you don't, you don't hear much about
2: you don't hear much about pranks. Period. These days, and yeah, I guess it's uh, you know, maybe it's on. because. Nobody can take a joke these days, yeah, and busy mean, on social media, it's that, she and it's also dictates.
1: cameras yeah. are so prevalent. Oh, that's true. I, I mean, like you that. you do that nowadays. You're
2: on nine cameras. You go up to right. somebody's okay, house. Okay, but what's the crime? What, what's for a ding dong ditch? I mean, what, what? Maybe, trespassing. M-
3: maybe fourteen sixty three trespassing or disorderly conduct, something like that. Um, I mean, it's misdemeanors if you get caught. Because yeah. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to wear, I'm going to dress up like Joey <laughs> and dude, I'm not going to look like Woody Overton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Mm. Let me bring you all back to Texas. And a uh, Texas man on a date who paid $40 to park only to learn inside a Houston burger joint that he was scammed went back and fatally shot the man posing as an attendant and then returned to dinner. That's right. Eric Auger appeared in court on murder charges in the April 11th death of 46-year-old Elliot Nix. His bond was set at $200,000. Now Auger, who was 29, told his date everything was fine and that he just scared the man after returning to the Rodeo Goat restaurant that's right. they were ready right. goat. Uh, yeah, that blew my mind too. From the parking lot, they then started walking to the table but left to eat someplace else after auger looked uncomfortable. Auger's date contacted police two days later after police released the photos of the couple and uh, they were identified by crime stoppers. Now police say auger 29 and his date had parked their vehicles near a downtown restaurant. When Nick's approached him, he said it cost twenty dollars each to park their cars, according to the probable cause affidavit. And Auger paid the forty dollars, but was later told by an employee in the restaurant when he asked about it, the Nicks didn't work for the restaurant. Oh my god! <laughs> Nicks basically scammed him. Right. Well, that pissed him off. So an employee in a nearby smoke shop tells police he saw Auger run back to his car grab a pistol, and then go after Nix. The employee said both men went out of view, but then he heard a gunshot right before 8 p.m. Then he sees Auger. He nonchalantly walks back to his car with the gun in his hand before putting the gun back in his car. Then he walks back in the restaurant to sit down with his date. Now, Nix, he got taken to the hospital where he later died. Auger was arrested earlier this week, and he remains... Jail. One or two things. What How about did, that? What, what finished
3: just dinner. What did he have for dinner? Did he get laid? And did he get any money off the guy that took the money
1: from him? Over over forty bucks.
2: And is he related? To Taco Vigilante, who just a
1: few <laughs> months ago, right? there's a good, you know, there's a good possibility him and because
2: Taco are just. gonna bring you of. the uh, yeah, update on go, Taco. They should go out together to dinner because I, you know what? They, no telling how many people they can I, I, they, take I, out Yeah, you
3: know, somebody got killed, but he won't be stealing any more money. <laughs>
2: That's right. I'd rather
3: deal with a killer than a thief. It's just a fact.
2: <laughs> what was I'd that? I'd rather
3: like? deal with a killer than a thief as a cop I, mean, I hate a fucking thief. Really? People kill people. I mean, this guy killed the people cuz he killed him cuz he was pissed off. The guy in the, in the other story killed the people cuz he was drunk and it was it was a Prius. I mean, they did bad shit, right? I'm not talking about like the asshole from the earlier story that's now in Mexico when he right. killed everybody. But sometimes people just kill people. A thief is just a fucking thief. Yeah, get a job. I, I'm sorry. That's the way I feel. Deep thoughts.
2: Yeah, by Jack Candy, by, by Woody Overton. Yeah. Well, I hate a thief. it it uh, it seems like uh, they've got a little bit of uh, vigilantism going on around there, well, the, you know, in then parts, and that's sort of the way Texas always operated, right? Isn't it? It's, it's right. still it's the way, way they still operate. It. Yep. Okay. They're trying
3: to become their own uh, country. Y'all see that? Yeah.
1: Well, you know that there's a big debate there, but yeah, that's okay. it. well
3: politics okay. I I, I know out there. I
2: know that you I probably there I, I know that you don't like thieves yeah. but I, I want you to suspend your animosity for thieves until I get through most of the story okay okay right. so don't I'm say just anything. just reserve judgment until I'm, I'm not end, gonna flip the table until the <laughs> end okay uh, I want to talk to you about uh the Wyandotte police department in Michigan. You ever heard about the Wyandotte police department in Michigan? Were you there? I was there the other day. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, there's a, uh, uh, there's a problem with a theft that happened actually inside the Wyandotte police department. And, um, rather than and I guess maybe this is similar to you rather than take this through any kind of official process the officers decided to kind of take the law into their own hands and figure out what had happened here All and right. what better uh, venue to do that than to do it on Facebook oh yeah and so social media they uh they took this particular matter to Facebook and uh saying sunlight is the best disinfectant for purging corruption and they wanted the corruption exposed. And so um, in the end, this particular officer that is accused of stealing was let off the hook um, and they – you know, you can determine whether, whether justice was served here. But this is an actual post from the Wyandotte Police Department. It saddens us to report that a current officer of the WPD is under investigation for stealing. The incident happened two days ago at the station. Officer Barwig was eating lunch in the break room when he was called to assist with a person in the jail. He quickly jumped into service, leaving his half-eaten lunch on the table. A short while later, Barwig and another officer returned to the break room only to find an officer Ice strolling out of the room, licking his chops. Mm.
1: Mm.
2: When they looked further in the room, Barwig's entire lunch was gone, disappeared, Mm. vanished. Mm. I have a picture here of Officer Ice. Officer Ice has invoked his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. I, I
3: did not see this one coming.
2: And quite frankly, he is not cooperating with the investigation at all. He has a history of rummaging through trash cans that are within his reach. There have been several other accusations of him taking food right from co workers' hands, even as they walk by. The WPD will consider our Facebook followers' opinions on how to proceed with this investigation. And then, in a subsequent post, the department updated Officer Ice's situation. Dozens of attorneys have offered to defend Officer Ice pro. Bone, oh my god! If uh, you haven't figured this figured this out yet, um, and uh, they they the WPD was threatened with massive protests if they moved forward with the investigation and charges. So overall, the public weighed in heavily and uh, on Officer Ice's side, and uh, uh, so Officer Ice will not face. Any charges will not face any internal discipline uh, of any kind, and we will post a lovely picture of Officer Ice. What I, would you say I, listen, is Officer Ice's breed?
3: Uh, 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 probably uh, Malinois. Malinois, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and Good looking, you know what, fine looking. I saw looking on the board Adam. when y'all were doing stories earlier something about K nine, but I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, I swear to you, I thought it was going to be uh, a human thief story, a human dirty cop. But you know what? Shame on that cop for leaving his food out. A lot of keeps on man <laughs> honest. I raise Springer Spaniels, and every single time, if my dog walks around the counter in the kitchen, it's kind of open living area, and walks around, I'm like, get out of there, because I already know she's going to get on the counters.
2: Okay, and, and but does, does, dogs does, be dogs. does what happened to Officer Ice impact your opinion on thieves? No, because I mean, that, that's— You made that's, some that's, pretty bold statements right before hey, we got hey, to the store. Hey,
3: and, and you know what? I shouldn't say— all thieves, because I don't, you know, organized crime. And shit, there's people are making a living or whatever. I'm talking about when people steal from other people. That canine eating that dude's lunch, he should have left that motherfucker out. That's it. Yeah. Good boy. Good, good boy, boy, Ice. Good one. Good, one, good, good boy, one. Ice. And I'm going to tell you what, the name, they stole what? They stole what? 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 Come down to it. Yeah. You know,
2: that could have been, been a they stole what, couldn't
3: it? It, it could have been. been. Could've That's a been. good one. Mm. They, actually, you, you played me on that one. Uh, so y'all, when I went to Wisconsin for the first time with my wife and son, and I told my wife we hit the state line, I said, "Look up Wisconsin and see what they're famous for." Brett Favre, nah, cheese. <laughs> that's, that's killing Mississippi. <laughs> now, uh, cheese, cheese, and beer. Believe it or not, well, I was beer like, too, yeah. "This A is my kind of place." Huh? Beer, that big, big. So that's what they're famous for. Miller. So let me tell you what they stole in Wisconsin the Wisconsin cheese heist of 2016. In 2016, Wisconsin was hit with three high-profile cheese heists ranging from $46,000 to to $90,000 worth of stolen cheese. That $90,000 haul was composed entirely of Parmesan, for the record. Mike, you know all about that. And and the $46,000 heist A truck carrying 20,000 pounds of cheese was reported stolen in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Authorities confirmed that the semi-truck was stolen from a parking lot storage area early in the morning. How about that? Who, Who knew
2: people stole cheese? Well, Cheese is a big fucking deal. Well, you and don't steal, and 000, you In a hundred thousand dollars, you don't steal Parmesan from Wisconsin. I mean, I mean any self-respecting hey, Italian cook, well, yeah, but is well, they importing their Parmesan. Yeah, but, yeah, but they
3: weren't waiting to come over. I, I I'll put some of the Parmesan in Wisconsin up against your people's cheese. Even, uh, yeah, we, no, you won't. Yeah, we, no, yeah, yeah no, no, listen. No, no. You no. ever had cheese curds? Yes. Oh my god! They, they I stuffed them this week, uh, this past week. In this one place, they have all the different kinds. Look so kind like pork skins or or, uh, or um, whatever fuck. Go ahead. They anyway, do, they, they, do they, great, uh, they, they do great.
2: They they great brats up they, there too. They did they you did, have any brats? They, they I all that,
3: tons of great meat, tons of great cheese, tons of great beer. Hey Woody, yo,
1: they stole.
2: Oh, here we go. I didn't Mice call for the banjos. Banjo I got to call for my banjos. Banjo
1: the banjos have called for
3: Doing you. Banjos. banjos have called for. <laughs> We're gonna get you some banjo t-shirts, Mike.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can learn banjos how to, learn how to play. I should. I should. Uh, I should work on the banjo. Um, I saw a uh, a documentary on the making of uh, Deliverance, and you yeah. know the banjo scene with the kid. Mm. You know how they did it? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know how they did it. I have seen it though. There was actually someone standing behind him that you couldn't Miami. see whose arms
3: I don't came it. through. No, well, you're destroying wa- the whole thing. Watch
2: the delivery. So, so
3: what's the name of getting fucked in the ass here?
2: It's a great. Boy, well, on, on that scene, let me. Let me, like a pig. Really? let me tell you how they did the rape scene. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't see that
3: part. It of has scene. someone behind him, too. Stop, 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 stop.
2: Okay. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I need new banjos. My banjos were ruined. (laughs) Squeal more. Okay, we're going to go to Ohio, where a shocked woman woke up to find a napping burglar in her guest bedroom. Oh. mm. The Ohio woman reportedly woke up to discover a burglar napping in her guest bedroom after he had broken in overnight, taken a swim in her pool, and even eaten the family's leftover chicken.
3: Mm, this is another dog story.
2: <laughs> Quote, he just helped himself to everything in our house, Stacey Stedman said uh, of the bizarre break-in which occurred at her family home. Stedman, who lives with her husband, her son, and her brother-in-law, that's an interesting setup, said she saw that a light was on in the spare room where she then found the not-so-smooth criminal snoozing. Mmm. A quick-thinking gal whose husband, Raymond Pearson, had already left for work before the invasion, woke up her brother-in-law, I guess thankful that the brother-in-law was there, Brian Pearson, who chased the dumb— She didn't say where the brother-in-law was, Woody, but (laughs) my God, is your head in the gutter. Unfortunately, that was only the tip of the iceberg. The distraught woman subsequently discovered that the door to the backyard was open— and that the man's sopping wet trousers were laying by the pool, indicating that he'd taken a swim. She added that the hungry criminal had also apparently finished off the leftovers of the previous night's chicken dinner, and even, quote, lit a candle in the bathroom, as oh, if their home yeah. was an Airbnb. Well, you know what? Maybe <laughs> he took a, he took a nasty yeah. one after the uh, after yeah. the and, and that was how nice of considerate of him to All not right. uh, to not do that to her. Before leaving the creepy nap nabber, even swiped a pair of her son's underwear. Mm. Remains Remains (laughs)
3: unclear
2: how the man, or take the brother-in-law's, remained unclear how the man entered the home, although Stedman's husband had spied the guy walking in the street shirtless before he left for work at four a.m., okay. <laughs> <All right, so. laughs> what a great detective her husband is! Right. I think I'll just head off to work. On oh, <coughs> this
3: shirtless guy <laughs> headed towards my house.
2: So the shirtless guy—it's four a.m. He's headed right. toward my front door, but you know what? I don't, don't want to be late for work. He reportedly waited until the odd-looking man passed by before he drove off. Okay. When I left here, my family was sound asleep. My wife was safe. Uh, and so yeah, he's giving excuses. To guy my, the he's, guy with
3: sure, the shirt, the bad guy, I saw him pull off. It's like, holy oh, shit, house is empty.
2: <laughs> and he left the front door open wow. when he left, probably. Uh, thankfully, the sleepy chicken snatcher was arrested by police. Who suspected that he was intoxicated and brought him to a hospital for an examination. The man has since been slapped with a burglary charge and issued a court summons. Nonetheless, Stedman remains rattled by the fact that a prowler was able to infiltrate the home they've been living in for more than a decade. I think instead of like being it. rattled, they should be they their lucky stars that all they wanted was a little bit of chicken, a dump, and a nap. Don't
1: oh. fuck him. with my chickens. That was a great, Man. dumb criminal segment. Another great one. Very good. And here we go. As we told you, it is May 3rd. Yes, it
2: is. And Oh, shit. That means I missed my sister's birthday on the 2nd. Yeah. You better tell her happy birthday. Susan, happy, happy birthday. Happy late.
3: Belated.
1: Happy, one, happy belated. Happy birthday. late birthday. That's right. So you may wonder what else besides uh, Mike's sister's birthday occurred in or around this time. And on May 3rd, 1946, the Japan war crimes trials started. The International Military Tribunals for the Far East starts conducting trials for those military and government officials accused of committing war crimes and crimes against humanity during World War II.
2: Guilty. Yeah. They yeah. Did a lot. Guilty, they, guilty. They did a lot. Well, y'all, at the end of the
1: trial, seven are sentenced to death, including General Hideki Tojo, Iwan Matsui, and Horatio Kimura.
3: I'm calling them bitches for not committing to Harry Carey like they were respectable Japanese did
2: when we beat that ass. Yeah, Jim right. rattled those Japanese names off. How right? you like that? that. You've been was, practicing. That's
1: that's good. I've, I've read it three
2: times last no, Japanese
1: like, phonics, you buy that program? Right? <laughs> it worked for me. Look, and while this next one, and this is the last one we're going to give you today. While this next one isn't of crime significance, as I was doing my research, I figured it was too significant not to mention, yeah, and wow. that was this day in 1933, the godfather of soul, James Brown, was born Boy. in Barneswell, Boy. South right. Carolina. Hot,
3: too hot for my skin. Yes! Feel good! That might be that might be it. Hot I
1: yeah, too hot, burn my skin. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna make me sweat. It's gonna make me wet. Well, well, well. yeah.
2: <laughs> my God. Okay, maybe yeah. that's the new Sorry, kinky crimes. Lost opening it. Opening. Yeah, no, Eddie Murphy. Shit,
3: yeah, like, I, James I, I Brown, hey,
2: nice. love Eddie Murphy. So
1: that was today, May third, in Drew Grom. And that's about all we got. And
3: y'all, before we wrap it up, a couple quick things. I want to say thank y'all so much for listening, sharing, and liking us, and leaving us reviews. Uh, we appreciate y'all. That our, our numbers are just stupid crazy and wouldn't happen without y'all. And now you can go to Real Life Real Crime Community mm-hmm. app. Go to the App Store download it for free. Real Life Real Crime Daily is in the app now. Y'all go check it out. We go there and, and answer everybody first before we go to Facebook. uh and I get locked in Facebook all the jail all the time, or kicked out, or locked out, or whatever reason. And we're the only ones that that censor the app. And for you to get censored in an app, you have to be a real asshole, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: or I would say so. But if good that's
3: right. And look, look, look hey,
2: I, I just want to. I just want to say that. I mean, these shirts are a microaggression against my people. <laughs> I am speaking to HR uh, right after we get uh, oh, we get off the air and, uh, and putting an end to this. And I will figure out who sent those to you. Well, we'll probably tell you next time. Anyways.
1: That's right. And look, hey, check out Bloody Angola, the other yes, podcast yes, hosted yes, by yes. Woody Everton and Jim Chapman. Yes. Hey, real quick. On growing, that, growing, I, I, I want to I talk about that for a second, y'all
3: we went to number five again this week under documentaries and, and it's different. It's not totally true crime, but it's not totally not true crime. Uh, but the prison mind has always fascinated me. The, the well, show, it's the all show, true crime. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 well, some of us are topic. uplifting stories and some of it, you know, is where we reached a little bit outside of the box. But you go check it out, um, absolutely. One of my favorites and, Go See what you're missing basically, yep. all right. And I want to say one more thing, y'all. Bear with me. We talked about uh this day in crime and we talked about your sister's birthday, but um, May 2nd, 2008 was always a significant date for me because that's the day that Miss Barbara Blunt went missing out of Holden, Louisiana. Y'all, we set up a new tip line, it's in the app, it's on all the social media. The tip line is 313-1. Rlrc dash tip, okay. Call in your tips. And you, I somebody knows something. There's no such thing as a perfect crime. Um, and she's murdered. You know, we don't have the body yet, but I know she's murdered. Call it in. We're gonna bring this case home. We need you lifers to help us,
1: please. Amen to that. Amen to that. And uh, Mike, any last thoughts?
2: Just thinking what I'm gonna cook this week. So I gotta. <laughs> I got food on the food on the mind. There
3: you go. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard for me to do that because I like I enjoy cooking so much and and uh, but I'm, I'm not bullshitting y'all. I'm telling you, every time we get a box in, we order different meals and they have hundreds of them. But whatever, um, when I cook it, I mean, I'm even thinking this might not go with this. What it, you know, the shit that they put together, the sauces and the creams. No, nah, holy easy. shit! Oh, yeah. it's and so it, good. I, I don't have to go in a restaurant. And deal with an asshole waiter and tip them, and in or go to the grocery store or whatever. And it's it's stuff that I don't even normally. Some of it shocks you.
2: It's yeah, yeah. Those quesadillas, I was the best quesadilla uh, I think I've ever had. Right, right. That's crazy.
1: Agreed. Code RLRC fifty. That's right. Right. Hellofresh. dot com. Hellofresh. All right. All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton.
2: And I'm Mike Agavina.
1: Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily.
2: Peace. Chabiz. business.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it